something extremely rough to Hillary, to her family. And I said to myself, I can't do it. I just can't do it. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, far worse, minor words, and his was action. His was what he's done to women. There's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. She has tremendous hate in her heart. Wouldn't that be embarrassing to lose the crooked Hillary Clinton? Oh, well, welcome everybody to uh, another addition to the podcast. It is June... Sixth, and it's uh, Sunday night, and we got a very special guest, Steve Angry Amend. Uh, I believe he's he's even got his own special guest. So check into that in just a minute. Uh, for now, let's uh, let's get Mr. Diggler back on the line and get this party started. Yo, yo. Pards, I'm excited. Well, you're excited? Yeah, it's episode 30. 30? Oh, we're going to have to do a 30 and 30, like sports time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that means we've done 30 hours of podcasting at least. Because some of ours are more than an hour. Some of them are more than an hour. Yeah. But um, that's a lot of time. Wait till we get to our 10,000th hour. <laughs> that would make you a master in something. Oh, I know I'm a master in something, but it's, I don't know if it's that. You could be a master in talking. Well, you know, I mean, 30, what, what do they say when you, uh, if you do so many hours in a certain profession, you're actually considered a professional? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're considered a master when you've put in 10,000 10, hours into a particular discipline. So whether it's writing or talking or martial arts, 10,000 hours so the key seems is the to 10, be the number. 10,000 10, uh, hour mark. Yeah. But see, the thing is, like these podcasts, even though like the final product is an hour, it's not an, it's, that's not what it takes to make these things. Like, I mean, I made, oh, no. I made an intro that took me about 30 minutes and then, you know, we got to figure out and text some people and say, Hey, you're going to be on the show. You're not going to be on the show. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but that takes time. And then when it's over, I got to upload the shit and put it on, you know, iTunes and Spotify and we're not on YouTube yet, but we're on a bunch of different platforms, and that just takes a little bit of time. So for every hour I think that you hear, there's probably double to triple that going into it. Because we don't really put... Well, you're, much... doing a... huh? you're doing a hell of a job, Parts, because I'm only participating in the hour show after that as well you. That's fine. I mean, it's a team effort, because if I didn't have you, there wouldn't be... Uh, a show that you and I do together because the, the hour is the product. 
right? And all the other yeah. stuff is just peripheral things, but like it does take time. And I think that we're so going to kind of you're kind of saying it's like making a TV show or a movie. You, it takes for every hour you have you probably put about three to three to four times of that pre and post production. Sure, and if you can't tell, we put zero time in planning any of these things. I mean, like fucking zero. <laughs> We just go. We, plan, we, go off, we go off script anyway. There's no reason. The entire time it's off script. There is no script. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about it. Because like, you can just be candid. And whatever's happening in the time uh, of the world, like, you know, it's happening. And we can talk about it. We can, we can, you know, comment on our observations. That's all this show's about is just two guys you don't know that you might have some sort of similar interest with, maybe not, but you like us enough to listen to our observations and agree or disagree. Ah. You were trying now to... you got that out of the way. Yeah, but you were trying to say a long time ago, like, oh, it's like talking to your family. Dude, we are, not, we are the most dysfunctional two people that anybody would ever add to their family. No, but do you realize that every family has you know, like every every family has those people in their family that don't agree with their political beliefs, and maybe some of the families religious, and half the families not. You know, that's why I say it's like a family, is because there's a lot of opinions that are going to be talked about, and a lot of viewpoints that are going to be talked about. That you know, I don't, I don't, I don't expect a young person to understand uh, how important it is to save for your future, because when you're young you think you're invincible and stuff. And then you get to an age where you either have kids or you don't. I mean, we all go through these stages of lives. It's kind of, maybe it's just whiz, wisdom from a, a different generation. Wisdom from the cloud. Broadcasting from, the cloud. from the cloud. Yeah. That's where we're, yeah. that's where all these shows are Slow stored. Download, smoke a load, smoke a load, do whatever you got to do. I was having a deep thought about podcasts this morning, actually. And I thought, I was like, you know, if you wanted to make a political podcast, now trade secrets here maybe, but uh, in digital marketing, you can target zip codes, okay? So, for example, let's say there's a swing state and 48% it votes one way and 48% votes another, you know? So there's that leftover 4%. And you can figure out which county those are those are in and then make like a total like pro Trump podcast to help flip those you know <laughs> fucking couple you, you counties. You could totally do the that. Beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about Trump as a president, you don't have to do any of that. You listen to all those polls and you hear where he's down and you're like just think about it. Just because of the way people get harassed when they somebody finds out they are Trump supporters, they just avoid it. So they just go, "Oh yeah, I'm voting for." They just Biden. don't. They just don't say anything. People just yeah, don't say they anything. They just lie, and then people are like, "I can't believe so many I, all of our polls were wrong." I got to. Well, I, they were wrong. They didn't want to tell you their real opinion because you would have fucking down talked them. Straight up, I am one of those quiet Trump people. I, I'll talk about Trump all day on the podcast. But I know the people that are affected by my opinion don't listen to this podcast, so I'll just say whatever I want. <laughs> and even if they do catch it one day, at least maybe they can listen to enough of the podcast to like figure out 
where I'm coming from because, dude, Biden, I just had an interaction with a family member, and they're very pro-Democrat. And I said, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> they came over to the house, and uh, it's my mom, my aunt, my uncle, all, all of them were over. My, and my uncle goes, "Yeah, oh, Biden's gonna, you know, you know, he's he's looking solid, he's looking good." And, and my mom's like looking at him like cockeyed, and she's like, "He's got dementia," and he's like, "No, he doesn't." And my mom's like, "Yes, he does. He has dementia." Do you pay attention? So, so, so hold on. So your grandpa's Democrat and your mom and his wife are Republican? No, my uncle, my, my aunt's significant other and my mom. My, so my uncle and my mom are getting into it, and and it's about Biden. But he's very pro. He's very pro-Democrat. He's a, he's a progressive, well, progressively getting things worse. <laughs> yes. And uh, I got that from I got that from our last podcast. I thought that was I thought that was a clever line, Mister Diggler. Oh yeah, you're very you can use it anytime. Anyways, so he he's progressively rooting for things to get worse, and um, he says that Biden has no uh, dementia, and he, that he'll put good people around him. So I'm listening to the news again this morning and I'm thinking like, Jesus Christ, who are the people he's going to put around him? He wants AOC to be like the Secretary of Climate Control or some shit like that. And Beto O'Rourke to be the fucking gun czar. Charged with the Second Amendment? Yeah, man. Fuck this guy. Fuck both of those people. And fuck Biden for even thinking that. Because if he does get in for some fucking skewed reason man that's like having a that's like having a vegan run the cattle division of the country right so i think i think of it like this you remember when when uh obama was up for re-election and he was up against mccain Mm -hmm. okay i thought mccain didn't have a shot in hell to beat obama and that turned out to be the absolute truth I think Biden doesn't have a shot in hell, but because of the company he was in before, gives him about a 20% uptick on what you would think of him as a, if he was, if he was never the vice president, you know what I mean? He was the vice president in time of, of our country when there wasn't any upticks in anything positive in our culture at all in our nation at no, all. no there was there was there was a lot it was stagnant it was all stagnant I race relations got way more dense under obama and he was the perfect guy to say hey there's no such thing as you know there, there i mean he could easily said hey there might be racism out there but i haven't felt it as much by the way i'm the president you know i mean it's like anybody that down talks you as you're growing up you know, maybe I'm not black, but people always ranked on me when I was in, in school for being short or a little kid. And then eventually you go through your growth spurt, you know, things change. It's like, you know, there's always bullies around and you either listen to them or you don't. Do they really affect anything at the end of your life when you're married and you have kids? 
you know. If anything, they might have got you off your ass. Like that bully I knew in junior high school, he got me to join the wrestling team, and it might have only been for like three, four days, but nobody fucked with me after that. Hey, there you go. Honestly, like well, you're you're right. I I, I play both sides. I think Obama was the perfect president for the time. People were rejoicing in the streets, especially up here in Seattle, which today they're rioting. But um, <clears throat> they were, um, I, I think, from my perspective, living up here in the Northwest, is that he was good for race relations, and it grew a tolerance. And now anything that happens between a white and a black person especially with one of authority to one that's just a civilian is amplified. So you get the cop that killed, you know, there's been plenty of them where they shoot him or they fucking stand on his fucking neck. And I will say this from other podcasts. I was um, saying there's no way you could kill that guy from a knee on the neck. There is. And I think I said it, like I said, if there was a curb, you know, that would cut off the other side of the artery. I, I actually watched the video, dude. There is a curb. I think he had his neck against the tire. No, there's a curb. There's, it's like a, there's like a drainage ditch. It's like a little V uh, with a water drain thing in the middle. Dude, his neck was right on that shit. And, uh, well, either way, it was excessive force. The guy was basically murdered. Did we ever see the second ops, autopsy? Because the first one said he, he wasn't asphyx, asphyx, asphyxiated the at all. Second autopsy, the, the second autopsy said that he it was basically a... Uh, Strangulation? Uh, asphyxiation. It, it, the second one said yes. Yeah, so there's one that says one and one that says the other. But would you think anything mm. else? Because the second one was... Uh, asked to be done by the family members and you want to be the uh, guy doing the autopsy that comes back with the result that the family members don't like. So I watched the whole video where there's three people in a car, all black, pulled over by a white cop and his partner, who I think is Asian. And for whatever reason, they get him out of the car and they stand him up against the wall. And then the next thing you know, they're taking George Floyd in handcuffs across the street they literally take him across a crosswalk to another side of the street and try to put him in the car and then that's where the incident where they put him on the ground happened that's still to me very unclear but um i guess the reason they they took him into custody because he was trying to buy food with a fake 20 dollars bill during a pandemic really so they're trying to get him on you know currency fraud or some bullshit like that well, it's a, I, I, who knows? If somebody tries to pay with fraudulent money at a retail shop that I work at, that's where the counterfeit pens are and stuff. And you just do your best as far as screening it. But if you deposit, and we've taken some counterfeit money throughout the years that we didn't check, and the bank just says, hey, it, you know, we try to deposit so much money, and, and it says we had, you know, maybe $50 less because one of the 50s we had in there were counterfeit. And well, you just kind of take it as a loss. You I, kind of take it as a loss. Because it doesn't matter. $20, a fake 20 is not hurting anybody, but like, especially for food. I mean, like really, do you, even if someone gave you a fake hundred at the golf shop, 
would that be something that you'd be like, fucking go tackle that guy? It would be the same. It'd be different. It, no, I mean, but you talked about the guy. You talked about the. You talked about the guy with the the white dude with his fucking son in a stroller or some shit, breaking down clubs and putting them up with like pants and stuff. And you guys caught that guy. I'd rather kick that guy's ass, because one he's stealing, two he's stealing from fucking like undercover with the fucking child, where you know you oh, get yeah. you get a you get a black guy in. You know, some city that's just trying to make it and uses a fake 20. Are you going to chase that guy down and kick his ass because he gave you a fake 20 to buy some top ramen? For real. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You, you, got, a, you got an item online uh, offer up. Somebody offers you 200 bucks. You're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sounds like a good deal. You get paid. And then the guy leaves and you go to deposit the money and it says, oh, uh, one of these bills are counterfeit. You'd be pretty pissed. I'd be pretty You'd be like, I just locked up $100. Would be pretty pissed, but that's not what happened here. The guy had a fake 20 on him. And I don't even know how the cop discovered that. That's that's another issue that we don't know. I thought he was trying to use it at a convenience store. It doesn't matter. The cops pulled him over. The cops pulled him over. So, like, the cops are behind him, like, either the store called or something, but the cops pulled him over on the side of a street, pull all three people out, put them up against the wall, they start questioning them. Next thing you know, George Floyd is in handcuffs, they're walking him across the crosswalk to the other cop car, and then all of a sudden, shit breaks loose, where he's on the ground, the cops got his knee on his neck, and then dies after nine minutes of that and i to be honest with you he didn't die within the first fucking seven to you know seven minutes of that he died later on so the cop made a decision in his mind that he was gonna he was going to force the issue and none of the other cops did anything else and that's what killed him that slight angle on the the drainage ditch thing and a knee to the other side of the neck is going to cut off the blood from both sides of your arteries. You got two on your left and your right. And like, I understand that, but I mean, let me let me ask you a question. If I was put in that situation, I cop about got has me in cuffs, and he's already going to arrest me and take me in. Would I fight anymore? No, I would just be like, hey, I'm just I don't agree with this. Was he fighting? I'm obviously, I'm going to I'm going to have to fight it in court. If I'm in, if I'm in custody, I don't want a charge of resisting arrest or anything. I'm already in custody. I'm in handcuffs. He wasn't fighting. Well, what caused him, what, what, what caused the cop to force him to the ground? That's the question. That's the question. That's a million. That's the million dollar question. We don't know, but I mean, he, he must've said nine or 10 times that he can't breathe. And then at the end, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, so he he got him in handcuffs and then walked him across the street before he threw him on the ground and with the knee. So obviously walking across the street, going towards the police car that he was going to put him in, verbal, verbal stuff happened to where the cop used way unnecessary force. But on the other hand, if that was me getting arrested, I would just not say a freaking word anymore and just get in the car and just go through the process. 
You know, if I was falsely arrested, I was falsely arrested. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, let's you're in a you're in a position where you like like that's like you having me in a me and you getting in a fight back at the old house, and you put me in a chokehold. There eventually has to be a time where I go, okay, I've had enough. Is that like the only? Said, hey, is that the only fight you've ever been in your life? I've been in two scruffles with you. I've been punched in the face by Sweeney after I <laughs> told him, you know, that he's fucking all his ex girlfriends. I think you got and that. Then, I think uh, you got that. I think you got that. Fucking, how's my dick taste from me? Because I said that one time. I actually got that from somebody else. All I know is it was perfect timing, but he, he hit me <laughs> it was perfect timing for fucking you to get it punched. Was, I'm glad you were there to help me, but. You know, because once he hit me, my glasses went flying off. I can, my, my vision was a little blurry. You know what? But, uh, no, and then other than that, getting in that little tussle when I was in seventh, eighth grade, before that guy told me to join the wrestling team, those are the only fights I've really gotten into. Well, I got robbed. Well, I got robbed by gunpoint. Who robbed you at gunpoint? I was, uh, this was back over, you know, so... I was in uh, junior high, high school, babysat for my sister. So I was making babysitting money, watching my nieces and nephews. And me and my buddy went to the SeaTac Mall, and these two thugs kind of were, you know, my buddy. My buddy's from Tacoma, so he thought he was jiving with these guys. And I don't know why, but he's like, "Yeah, Danny, follow." You know, it's not like we were getting drugs from these guys or anything. Like he maybe he he was going to sell something to my buddy Pat. Anyway, we go out of the mall and we go into the parking lot and the guy just pulls the gun out and he goes, you know, give me all, give me your money now. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I pulled out my wallet, just handed him the cash. And I go, that's all I got. Am I good? And he goes, yeah, you're good. And so I, I go, I'm going to walk away. And he goes, oh, it sounds good. And my buddy Pat goes, you just going to give him your money like that? I go, he's got a gun. I don't, I'm, you know, just give him your money. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm out. It's, you know, 200 bucks. I had 200 bucks on me. That 200 bucks me. or deal with the cops or deal with a bullet in your fucking chest. Hey, let's call Amend right now. Hey, we're, we're go we need to go live with Amend. Are you ready? Let's go live. What's up? Hey, buddy. Sorry so late. Yeah, you're late. I, I, you know what? I had another podcast, but I think I can sneak you in. You had another, you had another interview lined up. That's okay. Well, I'm, gl- <laughs> I, I'm glad that you picked us first. <laughs> right on. So uh, it's Sunday. Did you do any barbecuing today? You know what? Actually, I had to because uh, we had to, we had some pork chops that were going to be. Uh, Going to the wayside, so we had to uh, we had to barbecue some uh, pork chops. But uh, my daughter came over and uh, she demanded that uh, I made uh, fried rice and uh, homemade uh, yum yum sauce. So that's what happened. Oh, the yum yum sauce. Yeah, but she's dude. She's brutally honest, and uh, there was no for an answer. You know, there's no and no for an answer. Seriously, that's awesome. You're a good father. You're a great father. I have a great daughter, and I'll cook for her every day of the week. I already told her that. 
Is she? Um, your daughter is, she, is way smarter than you. I hate to say it, but your daughter hey, is so much smarter than you. Hey, Diggler, seriously, me and Mira had some great conversations today. She's sitting right next to me, actually. Oh, and right on. She's amazing. If you can, if just, you can uh, figure, if you can figure out how to do a three-way call on your phone, uh, we can bring her on. Call speaker on his end. Uh, that I don't know if that sound that good. But we can we you can try whatever you want. Mira, are well, you there? <laughs> here she's she's right here. She can talk. Is it? Are you on speakerphone? Yeah. Oh wow, you sound fine. Cool. Mira, say hi. Hi. What's up, Mira? You're live on the Mira. Brett and Dig show. <laughs> Anyway, so we just wanted to call, and, uh, you know, it's episode 30 for us, so we thought we'd bring on... 30? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, we're getting up there. Wait till we get to, like, it won't be a big deal until we get to, like, 100 or 200 or 1,000 or something like that, but <laughs> I know, we thought we'd uh, give you a call, see what's up. We haven't had a guest on in a while, and we were just talking before the show, uh, a little Donald Trump and a little... Uh, pandemic and george floyd action and riots yeah. and all sorts of shit man so like there are riots happening well, in tacoma or what well you know it's been it's been pretty tame in, in tacoma so much uh but uh, i mean down in texas and shit they're still they're still doing shit and uh and, and they're they're calling these cops out on on using uh pepper spray tear gas stuff like that if you keep escalating these protests into riots, then that's kind of what happens. kind of what happens, isn't it? Exactly. Don't know, but that's what you're choosing to do to escalate the violence. So that's where we're at. So let me ask around the house. Um, Do we bring in the, the National Guard? to every major city and stop the shit immediately just to show a presence, you know, like, Hey, uh, Marines are here. Better fucking no, stop. We can't, do that. We, we, we can't do that because then that makes it a Trump nation and everybody hates Trump already. You know, you know what I think we do is you just make a straight line rule. If you want to protest, that's fine. And protests are left with the, uh, local, uh, police departments to take care of that. And what I think the local police departments should do rather than monitor the protest, they should walk with them and just say, hey, we're going to walk with you, whatever route you want to go on. We're just going to make sure, you know, there's not an incident between you guys and a different protest group. And as we're walking, we're just going to make sure that people that might be in your group that aren't part of your group but are using it as a camouflage to go riot and stuff, we'll be able to catch them faster because we want to make sure you have a peaceful protest. But I think nationally they should do is when shit starts getting burnt down and people start getting killed in the street because of protesters, because the crowd controls got so out of hand that the police can't take care of it anymore. That's when you just automatically send in the national guard and just say, Hey, the national guard ain't here to bullshit. They're just, you guys are burning shit down. You're killing people that, you know, are trying to just protect their businesses. And that's what happens. If you guys are going to escalate it, the National Guard comes in. If not, the police will be happy to walk with you during your protest, and you can get your message through. 
Listen, but you start burning shit down. Listen to me. I think that the First Amendment is so important. If there wasn't a First Amendment, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. Straight up. Yeah, like honestly, like if if you couldn't say what you wanted to say, or you know, also part of the First Amendment is the right to assemble. Nobody said that there could be a designated place to assemble, or would that be too dictatorship? I apologize for a cheap minute break, boys. I'll be back. Okay. All right, Daniel. No, but this is this is my this is my point, Brett. Though is that we're not trying to silence anybody on that side. If anything, people on that side are trying to silence conservative voices. I mean, trying to get them boycotted, trying to cancel culture, all this stuff. There's places and we don't. There's places in every major city where there is literally a park or a place that could house thousands of people. Would it be? against your First Amendment rights to say, hey, I'm sorry, we just don't want all of our businesses to be fucking rioted because we know that's what's probably going to happen. Not because of you guys, because of other people that are using you as a shadow. What if you said, hey, hey, the only designated protesting spots would be, hey, uh, 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 fucking Discovery Park or fucking Car Key. You You can't do it. You can't, you cannot limit freedom of speech to, but you can, but you can, you can, you can get people off of a street via police force. There's no, there's nothing. Yes, there is. There's nothing wrong with people walking down the middle of the street. Yes, there is. There's a, there's a, there's a problem with people walking down fucking the middle of I five interstate five that connects fucking Canada to fucking Mexico. I'm sorry. It's it's not of public safety to allow people to ru- like walk down a fucking street. Like it just isn't. But if you said, "Hey, go ahead. You'll get media attention. You'll get all sorts of attention if a fucking 2, 3, 4, 5, 10,000 people gather at a fucking park." Of course. I will guarantee you, if you do that, there'll be people on the other side that sit there and go, they're limiting us only to talk here because they don't want us to talk about people across town. Make a scene scene in a public spot. And if the street is a public spot to you, it's not a public spot. It's public if you have a car. It's public if you got a car. Yeah. I don't walk down the middle of the fucking I-5 just to prove a point. Do you? Start a fucking podcast. No, Spend some money on advertising. Pull these stunts at a park. Don't fucking ruin people's businesses is all I'm trying to say. What people have right now is that you still not realize is that they have this built-up anger, and a lot of that anger, in my opinion, is falsely pointed at the wrong reasons. It's like they're they're angry and they know they're angry and they have a reason to be angry, but who are we really angry at? And then they go burn down a building and they're like, Oh my bad, I didn't know that was owned by a uh No, there is no my bad. I'm bed. sorry I'm sorry, if there's a building there it was built by somebody and you know, it costs money to do that and you can't just fucking burn down Mr. Lee's, you know, in your neighborhood just to prove a point. That's what point is that proving? Zero. No, but it's, no, but it gives people a sense of power. 
It's like it, it takes forever to build something up. It takes a long time to build a house. It takes 20 minutes to burn it down. Yep. You could have a house with a lifetime of memories, and then all of a sudden somebody decides to torch it because they're like, they think, you know, well, I don't think you deserve that because not everybody has that. So we're going to burn down your shit. And then it burns down, and you're like, what do I do now? What do you do now? It took my whole life to build that. I, and that's, that's the story is there's so many people trying to, you know, front like, front like they, they really do care about the movement and, and there is a movement and it needs to be, needs to be said, but, but looting and, 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 and destruction, uh, take away from your message, doesn't it? Totally. 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 But, but the, but I, I don't understand. The point of the violence violent and then and, 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 uh, breaking in and looting these stores uh, does anything positive for anybody. The, po- the point people are, are tra- the point people are trying to make though is that like there's like this second group which I don't doubt to be honest with you but like there are these listen we've been trapped in our houses for three months. It's kind yeah. of exciting if you got nothing to do to go out yeah. and, and go protest. Because you know shit's going to happen. If it gets to a certain point, capacity-wise, like if I mean, if there's like twenty thousand people downtown, some shit's going to happen. If one percent of those people are like fucking rotten apples, some windows are going to get broken, some fires going to get started, bullet rubber bullets, and all the everything that's happened is going to happen. The fact of the matter is, when you get a, gr- a, a large group of people together. There's a certain percentage of people that will act like shitheads, even if everybody else there is trying to be good. Yeah. No because, one's. You know, I don't know. Because they don't. They don't want to speak their mind. They just want to cause chaos because it seemed like the thing to do since there's you know protests going on. Sure. And Steve, how many places have you played as a drummer where you've got? It does. It doesn't matter what room you're in. It could be a big room, a small room, any room. There's one guy. There's Always. one guy. Always. Always. You get. You've gotten to see human behavior, like with a microscope, for twenty, twenty-five years, like playing, playing bars and clubs and stuff like that. I mean, when people get yeah. dr- get drunk, dude, like fucking, there's that one, two, like there's a certain percentage of the room that acts one way, and then there's a certain percentage that acts the other. Yeah. Now take that. People to, that get it, people that don't. Now take that fucking mindset to the street. You know, all of a sudden the bar's outside. Yeah. Do you think these? Do you think everybody's sober out there, just like saying? You know, fuck this injustice. I doubt it. I just don't. I don't get the whole. Uh, I don't get the whole uh, smashing windows thing. Even if you're not looting, why? Why bother just going down into these areas and smashing out the businesses' windows? What is that about? I think there might be a part where, hey, you know the. Targets of the world and the Best Buys of the world and the old navies. That's like white. That's white corporate America, and that's their way to stick it back at them. Maybe. Am I going on a limb here? 
happen? I, I think that's still false because there's a lot of black people that are probably invested, a lot of their 401ks and stuff and that those type of businesses. But the thing is, is when you cause damage... Hey, 401 k is a white, white agenda thing. <laughs> retirement I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's probably in every... I don't know. So, hold on. So, hold on. So, hold on. So, hold on. So, let's just say you don't uh, you 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 don't pick and choose. You equally destroy the same amount of businesses on both sides, whether they're private businesses or public businesses at Target and and Old Navy and Best Buy. I don't think they're thinking those about it bigger, like that. Those bigger, those I don't think people are like researching and saying, "Hey, those, this is a black-owned no, business, just, and we're going to leave no, this no, one alone." Just, no, just just think about this. You destroy destroy businesses like that. The big box companies have a lot more property and a lot more businesses throughout the nation and the world where they can spread their losses to. But if you destroy somebody's shop and that's his only shop and he's a neighborhood guy, maybe he has two shops and you destroyed one of them. And you know, I think you're. I think you're, I think you're trying. I think you're trying to divide the situation up too much, but. Um, I'm not trying to divide anything. I'm just trying to say if you just if you destroy businesses equally, you're eventually going to destroy people's businesses. You shouldn't destroy are, any businesses. Period. Like, I mean, we've been in a three month pandemic, man. Like, none of these fucking businesses are making money anyway. So why the fuck would you really? You want to kick someone when they're down? You just did. I mean, I know people. Uh, that, I know people that. Literally just opened a brand new business, street front, fucking gym, on a, in a, an expensive place in in Seattle, and it got shut down immediately because of the COVID thing. And now there's maybe riots in Fremont. I mean, what if this? What if the, What if their place gets fucking broken into? They can't even pay the fucking rent. You know, I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, there should be, none of this shit should be happening. And I think we're all in well, agreement least, on that. At least it's a gym. If somebody broke through the window, that shit would be really heavy to carry out. <sighs> I don't know. There's nothing to steal in a gym, man. Like, not, like, not like a TV or a freaking laptop. So, Steve, you heard about uh, car toys and the XL place next to Pro Golf getting broken into? No, we didn't get broke into, but they, they, uh, the, the neighbors did. I don't did. know how bad it was at, at Car Toys, but yeah, they broke into that. They broke into that, uh, beauty supply place and Destination XL. They busted the I don't know. I don't know how much looting was going on, but that's what I saw. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. Like, and I also heard. I, for no reason. I mean, seriously. I feel bad because this is, the, this is the second podcast I've been on, but I I also heard uh, beyond the um, the rioting and the protests and stuff, I heard, actually heard that some black guy got fucking killed in custody for, of a Tacoma cop after after George Floyd. No, it was it was uh, it was actually uh, in March. So it was it happened recently. No, no, the guy from Tacoma that that was killed. Was killed in a similar way. Really? But he had, but he had uh, drugs in his system and in a large heart. Uh, and and uh, that's 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 in litigation right now. But uh, yeah, it, it's ugly. It's not going to end well. 
I'm surprised the government early on that happened in March. I'm surprised they didn't put him. He was like one of the first COVID deaths. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible thing, oh, but like, but that's that's a real that's that's another real thing. Is like these the people die in car accidents and they're marketing as COVID deaths. What the fuck is that all about? Well, I think this it's, one this one is uh, a little different because uh, he flagged down the cops and he was all fucked up. He called him. And then evidently what they say is uh, he he assaulted a police officer and then all hell broke loose. They beat the fuck out of him and then fuck. I, I don't know. Fuck. Crazy. I don't, what, I don't know what, 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 part of ta- what part of town was that? Uh, unknown. Unknown. That's fucking crazy. Hey, Danny. I'm not, I'm not going to make something up. Danny Diggler. I have no, I have no Yo. Take over for two minutes. I got to make a quick pit, st- pit stop and uh, I'll be back in two minutes. Peace. Christ, everybody's taking breaks here. So, hey, now we got Brad stopping jibber jabbering a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, dude, hey, all I know is I'm starting to work again. You're starting to work. I think, I think within time, I think we're going to kind of get back to normal day to day and. You know, yeah, we're still going to have social issues and stuff, and I think that's something we can address and take care of, but we, we don't need to be burning down businesses. We need to reopen businesses. We need to put employees in stores so when the, the protests come through, you're, you're less likely to break in somewhere where there's already customers and employees working. I, I agree with that. I also agree. I, I also disagree with uh, defunding any of our police force because our police force is already uh, it's already insufficient and it's insufficient and I have I have numbers to support that uh, Boston and Seattle are similar uh, populations however mm-hmm. however Boston has half of our annual budget or around that yeah. Well, they have 500 plus more police on their force than Seattle does. So explain that. You I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to explain it, but I think that the best way, because the main thing is, it's to increase police interaction with the common citizen, right? Increase the public trust in police interaction. I think they should. I think they should eliminate the need for cops to write traffic tickets or citations if they don't need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't, they don't need to have a, uh, uh, like a, uh, quota, quota. I got a, I got a, I got a quota for so many people. I got to pull over a month for speeding or this and that. I've actually, I've heard, I've heard that, I've heard that that's not a real thing. The cop quota thing. I've heard it. I've heard it's not anymore. So I've it, heard it, it, it might have used to be. Real. It might have used to be. Yeah. However, Danny, I'm with you. Like, it, we can eliminate these cops being held up doing stupid, silly citations that don't need to be written just because you're deadly do right. You know what I mean? Let them go out on the calls that are more uh, important. However, I'm just saying, our police force is already 
deficient, and we cannot take money away from our police department because Hell we no. need to hire more cops. Exactly. We don't. We cannot well, get rid of cops. We need to hire more cops. We already found out what's going to happen if we get if we have less cops than we need when they have those rights break out, especially in back east. A lot of the, in New York, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the fire department wouldn't even go and put out fires because this area were not safe because the right. cops are going there and secure the area yet. So let's just imagine a world where you eliminate cops and you just assume citizens are going to be good and be able to patrol themselves. You and ma- then you make a great now point. Decide, now people decide to loot and riot rather than protest, and they start burning down buildings. And then the firefighters aren't going to go in there, and then all of a sudden, buildings just catch fire. Another one catch fire. You have the you're burning down London again. You're burning down. You make you make you make you make a great point. You make a great point. Danny, it's okay. They didn't want that to happen. They didn't mean for it to burn down, so it's okay. Well, I mean, shit. If you didn't have cops, if you didn't have cops, who's going to fucking clear the area to let? you know, fire, let the emergency fucking EMS in. Like, I mean, come on. They're, they're the first line of defense. Inconceivable to telling me that you want to take less police off the street with the shit that's going on. You've got to be out of your mind. Out of your mind. Seriously, come on, people. So at what at what point does the guard come in? Like, where does it need to be where we say, hey, dude, fucking the, uh, I think the National Guard needs to come in. No, that'd be like. That'd when be you like, burn down four or more buildings. Four more no, buildings. That's when, that's when we're talking about. Which ones? Action, taking over, you know, certain complete, complete uh, areas of the city kind of action. Well, in Minneapolis, they that's burned down the. Yeah, when they, when I, they hunker I'm, down and. It's for real. When they burned down a Target and a, and a fucking police department in Minneapolis, uh, do you think the National Guard should probably come in? I mean, the police are the first line of defense, right? Then what do you do? You hear that? The, the mayor, the mayor's, uh, mayor's demanding that she gets $550 million of relief for, uh, for that shit happening in Minneapolis. It's her fault. Federal government for five hundred fifty million. Yeah. If you, Where is that money coming from? We're also paying everybody's unemployment. We're paying fucking the PPP loans. We're paying. I mean. Yeah, you tell me, Brett, and we'll both know. I mean, seriously, like all the money that we built up over the past couple of years through fucking economic deals and no, things like I'm that sorry. it's it's just being Not 550 million 55 million i apologize 55 million still 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 it's a lot of money man yeah. like i mean if you're talking double digit millions triple digit millions i get it yeah it's not cartoon money man it's real money and and that's the other thing now is they're attacking trump it's so funny they're saying that the uh that this uh the deficit that everybody's been barking about uh, Trump spending is from the Democrats stealing it from Social Security and Medicare. Well, yeah. I mean, like the New Green Deal and all this crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, they're diverting money everywhere and anywhere, and 
in nowhere, and nobody knows where all this money's coming from. It's unbelievable, man. It is so crooked. Oh, my God. So it's so bad. So real quick, around the house. I mean, I know where Danny stands, but I want to start with you, Steve. Like, fucking, I watch a lot of Fox News. I wouldn't say it's my primary source of news, but I would say I watch a lot. Do you watch any news? Oh, I watch the news a lot. What What are you watching? Um, I generally i I'll, I'll watch some Fox News, but I end up uh, I end up a little bit more independent than that. I'll listen. I'll watch more local news and not worry about the world news because it's so crooked. You make your own decision based on local news. That's one of my decisions. I also look other stuff up on on other sites. Just yeah. ra- randomly online, right? Yeah. Steve, Steve, Steve's probably like me. We we develop certain opinions, and we, we talk to a lot of customers that come into the stores that wind up being good friends, and a lot of them we don't agree with, but we listen to their opinions. So, I mean, I get a lot of my friendship customers coming in the store, what they still Danny, it's kind of like having a podcast at the store. Danny, uh, <laughs> fucking news source. Pretty much Fox News or what? My news source? I Seriously, I watch I watch Fox. I, I watch a lot of CNN. I watch, I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch, uh, uh, you know, I, I like try to see those things. As, for me, a, a big red flag of a news article I want to read is as soon as I find out they... Uh, they uh, pulled it down. I want to know why they pulled it down. Then I watch a lot of those news, those clips that they pulled down, YouTube's pulled down and stuff, and I'm like, why did they pull this down? Yeah, that seems you like know? that seems like some... I mean, when I was growing up, uh, journalism, like when I was in high school, I was a journalism student through 10th grade through 12th grade. And one of the major things that they, they preached was that you should you know, diversify, get your sources from everywhere. And, um, censorship is bullshit. You should be able to say whatever you want. And the fact that Twitter and YouTube and people like that are pulling shit down, if anything, not too long ago, I mean, I would still say today, they're a solid fucking source to find, uh, what really was said. Cause a lot of these, um, news organizations you know will chop shit down to like a two minute fucking frame and it was a fucking hour and a half long speech so you hear the two and a half minute speech where where hey trump sounded so great or trump sounded like a piece of shit but you go back and you listen to the hour and a half fucking you know footage for yourself then you make your decision you know i think that's super powerful and if they're re- and if they're going to censor what goes up and when what comes chop, down when they chop it up like that Fred I get it when they chop it up like that it's 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 brutal what i'm saying is that if youtube is going to pull the whole thing down they're going to pull the whole 90 minutes down and let you know the cnn's and the msnbc's and the fox news of the world play their two and a half minutes versus us you and i joe joe public could just go up and look it up on youtube the whole thing and make our own decision. You know, that's fucked up if they pull it down. This, this is the thing why they do that, Brett. And and <laughs> please, Steve will, I'm pretty sure Steve will 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 agree with this too. Is that 
you can always cut down somebody's uh, opinion or their dialogue. You can cut it down to a certain point to where you can get your message across. But it's unfair. It's it's very unfair, and it's and it's misleading when when they try to picture somebody in a different frame than what they actually were trying to say. Like with a it's a narrative bar lately. Bar bar lately, he did a big old speech. He he didn't do a speech. He did an interview. And one of his lines was, you know, well, history throughout, throughout history, history has always been written by those who, uh, who, uh, are the victors. And he kind of laughed after that because it's a true fact. He, he giggled a little bit and he goes, but I, and CNN cut it right there and said, see, he's just saying it's, it's about the victors, but they're going to put whatever they want. And right after he said that about, you know, people who win wars and stuff, they, they write the history books. He goes, but in the end, I hope people think that it that the outcomes we come to are, are just and 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 uh, they have principles and morals behind them, and and we try to you know we try to make the best of any situation we can type of thing. I mean, I'm obviously paraphrasing him, but I mean it's it's really untruthful when the news tries to portray something when it's complete opposite of what the person was trying to say. Or even did say it's not like they misspoke. You just didn't play everything they said. And I, it's like I until we get to the point where we, I mean, we're we're, we're at we're still at the point point where we're vilifying other people. Can I make a par- can I make a parallel a parallel comparison here? I think what you're trying to say is that basically is that people can fulfill a narrative, whether it's Republican or Democrat, in any story. They just pick out what they want. And you know what's been happening for thousands of years doing kind of the same thing is religion. Like, if I gave you a book that's like fucking 4,000, 5,000 pages long, and I said, hey, this is true because it says it on, on this one particular line in this particular chapter in this particular paragraph, that's basically what people are, that's what the news media is doing is that they're looking at what's really happening and they're picking the best parts and making their own story. Yeah. I mean, there wouldn't be so, there wouldn't be so many different religions if that wasn't the the case amongst humans for thousands of years. I mean, fuck, like agreed. Agreed. The silver lining is that we all came from above. I don't care which religion you're talking about, Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Catholic, whatever, fucking whatever you are. Where do we come from? Came from above. Okay. And then beyond that, it's all human bullshit. Yeah, agreed. So, I don't know. I just always, I always looked at like science is why we live the way we live and the Bible is how we should live. You know, I think the Bible is just a moral basis of how you should. It's just a whole bunch of stories where people learn how to get through difficult situations in the past. But Fox maybe news. they're true. Maybe they're Fox not. news. Bunch maybe of Fox news. Maybe they're not. No, maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're true. Maybe they're not. But they at least give you a moral point. And the thing is, we lost all religious thing in this whole thing. And the whole religious, the all religion is being replaced with socialism. And I don't I'm know about that. I think that has become the new religion. It is definitely the new religion of the left. As far as they're concerned, that's 
it's a narrative they like to play. If you don't believe in climate change, oh, you're 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 you know, oh, you you, you must in believe in the devil. Oh you must believe in Satan. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not okay, okay. Let's talk about climate change for just a second, because you know it is real thing. Like, and you look at the history of the entire globe; like, it goes up, down, in, and out of different fucking weird climate changes. Now, because we've lost like two percent of like heat, or we maybe we no, we're we're warming. It's global warming. So we've gained 2% in global warming heat. That doesn't mean that that's the end of the world, man. I mean, you look at like the Florida Keys, for example. Uh, the, there's a shitload of islands in a chain that go out like about, I don't know, 100 miles off of the tip of Florida. You can't tell me if it was colder that there might have been an actual land fucking bridge there. Or the same up in Alaska or Hawaii. Brad, we've talked about this. We know for a fact that that in the past, the sea levels were at least two to 400 feet lower than they are now. And I'm sure, I'm sure at one point they were even higher. Look, look at the, look at the ice caps on the top of the mountain. Totally. Totally. But let's ask another question. Do you think global warming, do you think, that all of a sudden, <clears throat> Florida and uh, and Martha Vineyard is going to be underwater. No, why? If, if Barack Obama really believed in climate change and thought that we were going to have rising sea levels within the next ten years, why would he just buy a ten million dollar house right on the water? I'm more worried about the asshole that's trying to burn my fucking house down because he thinks I'm white privileged. Like, let's figure that shit out first, because that 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 can. Yeah. That will happen faster than fucking global warming killing me. <laughs> I love it, Brett. Seriously. It is. I bet you out of all three of us right now, I bet you out of all three of us, you could find uh, you could find relatives in our past, whether whether it wasn't if it wasn't our grandparents, it was our great grandparents who migrated, immigrated to this country. I doubt any of us are four generations, three, four generations living here. No, uh, we're, 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 three, we're three assholes that are white and we just are born here and we're, 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 born with, we're born with the knowledge that we have. So this is the thing, though, too, is that so, so our, our grandparents weren't born here. They immigrated here. None of our grandparents owned any slaves. As far as I know, I don't know any three of us who experienced white privilege. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really. Myself, I, I, three, or, I didn't I don't, grow up in that neighborhood. None of us did. Yeah, I don't, I don't see my, my, I don't see any of us driving our green car. I don't see any of us working our dream job right now. I no. see a lot of us struggling to do what's right for family parents or kids and stuff like that but i mean i feel like we're struggling to keep to keep pace with the rest of the world they like they, they keep looking at now this is where things are going to get it fucking little sideways okay i'm sorry you know but the fact of the matter is is that white people that were born after a certain time i would say after like 75 what steve what what year were you born i'm sorry what year were you born 68. 68. Anybody born after 70, I'm gonna, I would include, I would give a give or take on Steve, you know, being 68, but like 
anybody who was born maybe even after 65, after the civil rights movement, like, you weren't born into, like, this all of a sudden knowledge that all this shit happened. You just were born into the school system, and you treated people the way that you were treated because of the school system. Am I right or am I wrong? Should I remember? I like, I like that idea. Uh, however, the only piece of the, the puzzle that you're missing is that, well, back then, we actually had respect for our teachers and uh, people of our, our uh, authority. That, you know what I mean? What a difference in time. I mean, because... That's, more, that's the difference, and I'll tell you that right now, is the word respect. Yes. Yes. Now, see, that somehow was lost between when you were in school and I, and when I was in school and when Danny was in school, like, you know, I'm sure we respected our teachers, but senior high school, Dan Diggler, did you respect any of your teachers? You loved, you loved every single one of your high school teachers. I had one problem with one of them, which I got expelled for two weeks and I came back to school. I loved one. They kicked me out of my English class. They kept me in her Spanish class. How was that? I loved one that that was my journalism teacher, and I loved one that was my um, broadcasting. T- I mean, I was really into the journalism thing. So I like those guys because they really taught you not to give a fuck about what other people think, and you just go out and do it. And all of my other teachers were shitheads, every single one of them. And I didn't respect any of them. So, like, Steve, when you were in high school, what teachers did you respect? What, what teachers did I respect? Yeah, which ones? All of them? It was drummer teacher. No, I, I respected all of my teachers. Did I have favorites? Yes. But did I respect every single one of them? Yes. Because I was in a school of Four, four year high school, 500 students, okay? It was a little fucking school. So. Everybody knew everybody. You're not getting away with nothing, okay? Because if you're, if you're an idiot, you're going to get called out by every single other person in your class because we all have respect, man. There were, okay, there's a couple douchebags, but you know what? Even those were respect respectable douchebags. How many kids graduated from your, your high school class? How many kids graduated from where we went? Yeah. How many how many high school graduates did you, were in your same class? Oh, in my class? Yeah. 130, 134 were, were, I think I was 134 people in my graduating class. Daniel? If Steve got that diploma, he would have been 135. <laughs> well, dude, I had I had like three hundred people in my class. I went to a big uh, high school. Well, I graduated with like almost a thousand people, but I hate to say it, but we are at the end of this podcast, and. Uh, we're down for episode 31. We could do it. Well, we should make it a little more lighthearted. We should talk about shit, shit. 
Let's do it. Let's talk about haircuts. That's funny. Let's let's do that. So for now, <laughs> for now we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. We're on all that shit. So look us up. We love y'all.